0: <laughs> you gotta to learn today.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Help for 30 with Brisa and Sierra. Welcome to our first episode titled <laughs> Starting Over. Um, we'll be focusing on our careers because we are both taking different directions yes. at this time in our lives. And we just wanna talk a little bit more about that, um, what we planned
0: and envisioned for ourselves versus where we are now. Yeah, a lot has <laughs> changed. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'll kind of start us off uh, down the journey, down the road of our careers. Uh, for me, in my 20s, when I went to college, I was like, I'm gonna be in psychology, in psychology for kids. Uh, so I majored in psychology at Saint Edward's University, um, and then I was like, "Oh crap! What can I do with a undergrad in psychology? Nothing. Like you have to go to grad school." And I don't know. Did you know this, Brisa? Like I didn't think that was like it's not something I thought and well I
1: was not a psychology yeah. major I was an actual an international relations major but yes it was not something that was ever emphasized of like you yeah. should probably go to grad school yeah um in order to do I guess the kind of career that that I envisioned I always thought a job for UNICEF would be the coolest job and I would be traveling and then I'd also be, Mm -hmm. um, you know, advocating and actually takes a long time to get there. So I guess it was a very, for me, a lack of planning, honestly, or like Mm -hmm. thinking where, what do I need to do to get there? Yeah. Not that it's still not possible, Mm -hmm. but... No, I did not think about it in my early 20s. It's not something I thought about.
0: Yeah, I didn't think about grad school until probably my senior year. And I was like, well, I just finished four years of writing papers and studying. I do not want to go spend more money writing more papers, more studying. I was like, I need a break. So I ended up applying for Teach for America, which I don't know if people out there know. It's like a program where you sign up and you get placed in a different city and you help uh, teach in kind of underserving schools. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. So I got placed in Dallas, which brought me to Dallas. And I ended up teaching kindergarten, um, which I had no idea what I was doing. Like they train us for three months on how to become a teacher and I was like, well, we're going to wing it and hopefully <laughs> the kids learn. You know, what they're like, you're down to learn today. Yeah. Just um threw you to the shark? Yes. Have fun, guys. <laughs> Put you in West Dallas. Hopefully like we you survive. Funny little, like, three, yeah. four year old sharks. <laughs> I just remember my first year teaching, there was a kid who would sit in the back and he would do like flips and twirls and like the Spider-Man fingers while I'm reading a book. And I was like, dude, like get it together. Like my principal's coming in. Like, yes, look over here. You know, that was, oh gosh, that was fun. Um, But I was actually in a charter school in West Dallas Mm -hmm. and there was tons of new teachers, young teachers there. Um, And my principal, my first year told my coach, my Teach for America coach, I remember this to this day, told her, not me, that she was 50-50 on wanting to rehire me again for next year. Mm. And that just came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) I was not warned, I was not given a heads up, or like, hey, like, you're slacking in this area, like, maybe you need some help. Yeah, no. (laughs) No feedback at all. Zero feedback, and even my coach was confused, because she's like, I don't see what you're talking about. Um, my coach thinks there maybe was a little bit of some issues between my principal and me that were unspoken, maybe like some race things, but we won't oh, really get into yeah. that. Um, maybe later so, we will. <laughs> yeah, maybe next podcast, we'll, different yeah. podcast episode. Uh, That's a whole other subject. Oh, girl, yeah. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. Race in the workplace, race in everywhere. Um, everywhere. <laughs> anyway, so, so yeah, so doing that, uh, I stayed at that school for four years, mm-hmm. and with that four years um i wasn't enjoying it it wasn't a good place anymore uh, my third year there my dean which is like a another word for an assistant principal she was so sweet like thank goodness for her she saw my potential and yeah. she was probably the reason why i ever scored a four which this is how they rate teachers as one through four mm-hmm. and supposedly only like two teachers in your school could get a four I had never gotten one for my principal ever, but my assistant principal, love her. So sweet. She gave me a four and that year I got teacher of the year, which was so exciting. (laughs) Um, I really didn't know what it meant, especially at that, in that district, no one really celebrated. It was kind of sad. Um, they were just too busy focused on like test scores for the kids. Um, And at five years old, no one needs to focus on test scores at five. (laughs) But yeah, so I ended up telling my principal my, I think that was my fourth or third year there that I was like, hey, this isn't for me anymore. Uh, I need to move on. I'm going to be looking for jobs over the summer and hopefully I get something, but I want to give you the heads up. And she said, great, sure. Thank you for letting me know. And so I started career searching, trying to get out of teaching and I fell flat on my face like applied for a bunch of different jobs, got turned down left and right. So of course I needed money. So I returned <laughs> yeah. back to that school yeah. for one more year. And it was rough. It was yeah. really rough. I was team lead. And I remember my principal came in to my room one morning and we had just had a concert the night before. And this, each team was supposed to like sign up for a slot to help work, um, like help set up chairs and all that stuff and break down and everything. Yeah. And so our team all had prior commitments and communicated those to who they were supposed to, which was our assistant principals at the time. And Mm -hmm. no one told the principal. So (laughs) she pulls me in the next day, right before our morning huddle, and she just ripped me a new one. Like, literally goes off on me and was like... I've given you the time and place to look for a new job and you're not holding up the standard that you're supposed to. I'm so disappointed in you that no one from the kindergarten team showed up to support the concert that was going on. And I was like, Hey, like, I don't know what you're talking about, but like everyone had reasons why they weren't going to be there and explain those reasons to who they were supposed to. There's like no system in place for that. She was like, well, this person was supposed to show up, but they didn't. And I was like, their child was sick. Like, what'd you want from me? Like, I'm not their boss. Like, I, I don't know what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes, well, if you want a good letter of recommendation for me, you better get your shit together. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was just like crying, because I was like, oh fuck, Like this is my future in her hands right now. She's not going to write me a good letter of recommendation. I won't be able to get a job anywhere else. I was like, what is happening? So I remember, after I cried, going home to my husband, Nick, and I was like, Nick, this happened to me. I was like, What's going on? Like, am I in a daydream? Is this real? Like did she really just go off on me? Like, mm. that's not okay. And yeah. he was like, "No." Um so that evening, he had me write up the entire conversation, which future advice to anyone out there if you <laughs> ever get in a situation, document, document, document. Oh yeah, um, for sure. So we wrote like a huge email about everything that happened, and I found her boss, and before I send it to her, I sent it to my principal. I go, "Hey, Mrs. So and So, like, I just want to let you know, this is the email I'm about to send to your boss because how you handled this situation was utterly unprofessional, like not okay in the least. I was like, I've given my all in these years that I've been there, um, teacher of the year, gotten great test scores for the kids, mm-hmm. and I was like, the fact that you're dangling my letter of recommendation over my head over this one incident that I have zero control over is not okay. Yeah. So Thank send you. that to her, Good. right? to myself (laughs) yes snaps snaps for sierra Um, oh yeah that's uncalled for right i'm like you are my boss you are a professional Granted, she was very young a leader Uh, oh yes or supposed to be a leader supposed to be leader yeah which kind of goes back to and we're gonna have an episode about this too education in the charter school system Mm -hmm. they promote people too fast Mm -hmm. without the proper training And they're so young, Mm. um, and they've got this huge title over their heads, but they haven't been trained on how to properly lead their people. Mm -hmm. Um, So, of course, sent that email, like, send to your boss and to you, and immediately she called me into her office, like, trying to apologize, and I was like, "Mm mm-mm, girl, Mm mm-mm, you're already, like... Jab the knife in, <laughs> sprinkled Tabasco, saw some chamula, yeah. like it's already there. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you burned that bridge already, girl. Uh, so, <laughs> luckily, there's no going back. There's no going back on that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Done. Totally. Like burned to a crisp. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that happened, and then one of Nick's friends from high school actually worked in an ISD up north, and she called me randomly and was like, "Hey, like, there's a pre-K position open." Like, I know school's about to start. Like, are you interested? And I was like, fuck yeah. Like, get me an interview ASAP. Like, I'm done with my school that I'm at. Mm -hmm. Um, Because still, in my horrible charter school that I was at, I was getting the kids that needed the most love, all the behavior issues, but, like, zero support. So, took that interview with the new ISD and hired on on the spot. It was Mm -hmm. great. So... I quit, which luckily that charter school was an at-will contract, so I broke my contract and left. Mm-hmm. It was like bye deuces, mm-hmm. figure it out on your own. Yeah, and uh, started at the <laughs> new school. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Yeah, um, I deserve a new start and a new change, and I did. My new district was closer to home. It was a smaller class size. Yeah, I had an assistant. Um, it was great. It was all play-based, and there weren't many tests. There's like one test, but they don't even look at those scores. <laughs> it was all about like social emotional learning and building yeah. those relationships and I loved it yeah I was yeah. so happy I was like oh ah. <laughs> <Like, is>
1: that- <laughs> I remember when you told me about that switch and just mm-hmm. what a difference it was and yeah it, just, it makes such a difference when you know like who you have over you yeah your bosses and everything how they manage things yeah because I think the biggest reason why anyone's ever told me why they left their job is poor management. hmm mm-hmm. And I'm not going to speak for, like, everyone, um, because I know that having that kind of position, it's so much responsibility. It's so yeah. much work. I can imagine it being so stressful. hmm But... You know, I mean, I think you should know what you're taking on when you take that kind of position, that kind of role. And to know that at one point you started where these people who work under you are. Mm -hmm. And you know the kind of mistakes that can be made. You know what was on. You it's, know the pressure, yeah, it's part of your role, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you I get paid big bucks. <laughs> it seemed to have made a difference. left for that a little while, while. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: left that toxic work relationship, yeah. um, which you'll kind of share your story about your toxic work oh. or environment in a um. little bit. <laughs> oh. some good stories there. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so started my new school, absolutely loved it, was there for four years. Uh, and then COVID happened. and covid obviously we all know like screwed with everyone's lives in a in different ways and it hit the education field hard still is yes yes still healing really hard yeah,
1: yeah. um okay, not just for teachers and or anyone working
0: education but for kids yes yeah so, oh it's heartbreaking it really is yeah it's heartbreaking to think of all the changes and things that have happen because of covid uh Mm -hmm. one of those things just being how teachers had to handle their classrooms like we switched to virtual um right off the cusp i was like having to learn how to film myself and record and i got like a (laughs) i got a ring light and i was like "Ooh, i'm on youtube now you know and keep
1: preschoolers interested through the computer (laughs)
0: yeah i mean i couldn't imagine that was fun like hand puppets i was like look over here guys wake up wait can't see your face move your ipad down get your dog out of the frame guys come on focus sing songs with me uh yeah that was a good time but you know we finally got the hang of it and once we got the hang of virtual learning they're like oh no we're going back face to face but hybrid but also like they can't touch each other and they have to have their separate Toy bins and they're not allowed to share. We have to wear masks. We have to wear masks. Yes. Keeping a three, four-year-old with a mask. You know what? My first year with dealing with the COVID changes, they actually yeah. did really good yeah. because that's like all they knew. Well yeah. they knew were to wear masks all the time. Yeah. Um, so it was like second nature to them. Like I had poor kids, they would wear a mask outside and they'd be running and sweating, and they can't breathe. I was like I was like, dude, you can take your mask over outside if you it's feel okay. comfortable yeah. It's okay, you know, just stay away from your friends. Six feet, six feet, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of things changed in that time. Uh, a lot of laws have been put in place around education that just makes it really hard on teachers. Mm-hmm. Like Um, I can't remember what state, I think it's Indiana, just approved a law where teachers are going to have to submit their lesson plans a year in advance, a year. Like, I don't know what I'm doing in a year. Hence, like, help. we're 30, like we don't know what we're doing in a year, let alone what are we gonna be teaching kids in a year? And sometimes you teach a a concept and they don't understand it and you have to go back and reteach it and that pushes things back a little bit further. Um, So how can we plan for a year? Before right. we even know what kids were getting and where those kids are, you know. Yeah. Um, so in the end, even though I worked for an amazing principal and an amazing school, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, over the summer, I got diagnosed with Graves' disease, which is like a stress-induced thyroid disease, which causes you to be tired all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm like, we're already tired because we're educators, <laughs> like let alone like now I've got this disease where it it makes it I'm extra even more time. tired. Yeah, yeah. and. My breaking point was my husband came home on a Wednesday um, afternoon and was like, hey, you want to go to uh, trivia night? And I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. I love trivia. (laughs) Thinking like, "Okay, it's going to be like trivia at five, you know. And I go, what time is trivia? He goes, 8 p.m. I go, yeah, no, No, this is my bedtime. Like, I got to go home. Like, I can't last past eight like we need to have dinner at five maybe watch a show at six and then I pass the fuck out by seven you know just to wake up uh, super early and do it all over again but I had no life and I felt so bad as like a spouse as a friend like Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to do things after work because I'm so exhausted yeah so beat where I literally was throwing myself out of bed to like get to work out in the morning because um, I definitely wasn't doing it after school. like there' was no way I was working out after a full day of teaching. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah I wasn't seeing my friends as often as I'd like. I wasn't visiting my parents and I just felt like I had no like life anymore. right. And at that point my husband Nick was like, yeah, you gotta leave teaching. you gotta you gotta have <laughs> it. Of there. yeah. So over Christmas break, I put in my two weeks and I quit. And I couldn't believe it because I was teacher of the year at this school, too. And I was just like, I love this school. Love this district. But the education system needs to change and better support their teachers. And until that happens, like, I'm out. I'm out. COVID has showed us it showed me one thing that a lot of jobs can be done remotely. Mm -hmm. Um, People can afford to pay you well. They just choose not to. Um, and that you had to find things that make you happy because life isn't always guaranteed. It's all, you know? all about your job. Yeah. Your job does
1: not define you. Yeah. But it seems to be that way. That our jobs, we, we feel this pressure that it's going to be everything to us. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to all those teachers. Yes. Working so hard. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're doing amazing work, and it's not easy work, Mm. and you're
0: definitely, definitely underpaid. Yes. And it's not fair. And if you're a parent listening to this podcast, (laughs) buy your teacher a gift card to Total Wine or Specs, no more coffee mugs. Please and thanks. <laughs> like they're going to send it to you. No more bugs, guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so end up quitting. And now I'm in, I was in this job hunt of like, oh fuck, the thing I've been doing for the past 10 years, I'm, I don't want to do anymore, yeah. but I have no other skills. And my degrees in psychology, but I don't have a master's, but I don't want to go to grad school. Help! <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> what Holy. do you do yeah. so, and, it, and it's the strange thing too it's like you see all these jobs on linkedin and all my friends that i meet with they're like oh tons of places are hiring yeah. i bet tons of people want to hire a great teachers. resignation there's <laughs> yes there's yeah jobs everywhere right yeah. well why aren't they hiring us like why aren't they hiring me like i apply to so many we either like don't hear back completely ever. ghosted yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't get ghosted on hinge you get ghosted <laughs> on linkedin you know exactly um that's yeah. my problem yeah, no. yeah it's just ridiculous like n- you can't even get into an interview and that's what I always tell like Nick I was like if I can just get into an interview I can like hustle my way through it and prove that like I'd be the best candidate yeah. but it's getting your resume to be chosen Mm. Out of all these other that people is, that are yeah. hiring because they like lost their job or making career changes and all that stuff. Yeah. So I randomly applied for this job. Um, I won't say where, but uh I was like, you know what? Why? Why not? We'll see what so happens. Different. It was for a recruiting position, and I remember hiring or applying for it, and then didn't hear anything for a little bit. I randomly got a call um, from the director of this department. And I was like, okay, this is random. He was like, Hey, do you have time to set up an interview? And I was like, sure. Like thinking it's going to be next week. He's like, what about tomorrow? And I was like, okay, great. Yeah, I can do that. So we set up a zoom interview, had that interview. It went by so fast. Um, I don't even remember anything. (laughs) I just remember at the end, I was like, I don't have any recruiting experience. I know that. I didn't go to school for that. But I also didn't go to school for teaching. But look what I was able to do in four years at both of my schools. You know, I was teacher of the year at both schools. I was like, if you can invest in me, I will invest in your company and like be an amazing recruiter. And I was like, so please give me a shot. That's all I need. (laughs) And I was like, man, Nick, I was like, I feel like I was begging a little bit, but I was just like fuck it. I was like, all on the table. I have yeah. nothing, nothing to L- lose. Literally nothing to but lose. I have yeah. a job, so I need something. <laughs> so Start somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And after that interview, he was like, okay, well, tomorrow you'll probably get a phone call from, you know, my manager to schedule a further interview with the rest of the team. And I was like, okay, great. That sounds wonderful. Um, then I got a call that night from the manager and he was like, I remember it was 3.30. He was like, hey, do you have time for an interview? A second interview. I was like, yeah, sure. What time are you thinking? He's like, um, what about 3.45? And I was like, 15 minutes? Sure, why not? Let me look alive. I was like, let me put my hair and put a headband in. <laughs> had that interview. Um, and then he goes, okay, well, we'll discuss it with my director. And we'll probably get back to you within a couple of days. And let you know on our decision. And I was like, okay, great. I was like, well... Hopefully it went well. I was like, two interviews in one day? Like, it has got to mean something, right? <laughs> and I literally got a call that night at 5.30 p.m. Wow. With the director offering me the job. Yeah. And I just couldn't believe it. Uh, he's like, do you accept the role? And in my head, I would be like, fuck yeah, I do. Like, I want this job. But my professional self was like, well, I do need to talk this over with my husband, but I would love to accept this role. Uh, <laughs> done that plenty of times. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> like in the background.
1: background. I'm like, yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I've totally done that. What's
0: that meme? Is that he like the happy baby where he's got his little fist? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that face. Yes. yeah. <laughs> that was me in the background. As, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and honestly, as excited as I was, I was scared shitless. Yeah, like starting a new career where you know nothing about the, the role, the position, the department,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it's like, well, I gotta figure this out now.
1: Yeah,
0: and coming from me type a personality like not being in control and not mm-hmm. having plans and not knowing what I'm doing. Yeah. Freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> Especially too cuz like I'm in my 30s. You mentioned before that you had your 20s like mm-hmm. at
1: least for the in your early 20s had it planned out. Yes. All the way through, you mm-hmm. <laughs> had like to your retirement even. Yes. Maybe. Oh, I did. Yeah. I thought I was
0: gonna retire at teaching. Yeah. When I went to my new school. Yeah. Obviously, and- that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel excited in some
1: way that this is something completely new? You, I know. I feel scared of shit mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: So you're like in the same boat.
1: But one of the, I guess, more positive sides is. Opportunity, like it's just a completely new opportunity.
0: Yeah, you had mentioned a really good point before we started recording this. (laughs) Brisa was talking about having a career and like actually having growth within a company Mm. and looking for that. Yeah, teaching there is no growth within teaching. Like, yes, you could become a team leader or unless you're Who wants to become an assistant principal? Principal, like, God bless them. Like, they deal with so much. I would never, and yes, I said they get paid the big bucks because I get paid more than teachers, and teachers don't get paid shit. But they're still not getting paid enough for what they do. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Whereas here in my new career, I'm already getting paid way more than I ever did teaching or could have ever envisioned teaching. I'm almost getting paid as much as some principals are getting paid, but doing less work and less stress like they're working all the time and i'm not um but with this new career i have the opportunity to grow and and develop myself and move on and maybe become a director or a senior recruiter at least and then a director and then maybe even switch departments if i wanted to and try something else out you know there's that opportunity Uh, which is exciting, which Mm -hmm. is nice, you know, it's like, there's a goal at the end of the, at the end of the tunnel, end of the rainbow. There's a a, light. Yes. There you go. That's what (laughs) I was looking for. A goal. (laughs) goal. Yes. A light. There's a light. Yes. A a light with a goal. Maybe Both.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Mm. I mean, any situation, even as scary as it might be, there's always a positive side to it, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Just got to look for it. Yeah. But it's not easy. I mean, I am in the same boat in a lot of ways. My, Unlike you, though, I definitely didn't plan it all out. Mm-hmm. And weirdly enough, I remember myself in high school. I definitely planned up until college. Yeah. But I felt like for... I mean... Something where in between there I wasn't explained well what's after college mm-hmm. and not as far as a career I just thought like for some reason in my head and maybe a lot of people will be like why did you ever think that but <laughs> I thought I was just gonna land the job I wanted yeah. right after college I was like That'd oh I'm gonna get done with college <laughs> and I, I'm gonna get what I want yeah. <laughs> you know because I don't I mean it Unless it, it needed like extra that. school, but nobody really ever emphasized that, not for mm-hmm. at least the path I or my major, which is international religious that I chose. Mm-hmm. Um But like I said before, I mean, I thought that the ultimate job would have would be to like work for UNICEF because my two interests were I mean, just I loved the idea of traveling internationally, mm-hmm. doing some sort of job in that sense, but I also Really loved advocating for children, yeah. and so those were my teams like UNICEF. Duh, mm-hmm. that's that's it. I like, but you know, obviously, there's like, well, what are you gonna do for UNICEF? Yeah. A lot of those questions <laughs> that came a lot later. So after college, I mean, I enrolled in Americorps, which is it's re- it's actually partnered with Teach for America okay. and also the Peace Corps. Um, but it's like kind of like the local um, AmeriCorps mm-hmm. where you're also put in a specific city and but you do you can do like habitat for humanity you can do you do That's all cool. sorts of things it's yeah. actually not just specifically in teaching. I did teach. Okay. I was gonna I worked ask, with what did school- you do? Oh yes I, I worked with preschoolers and I worked um, in schools in Austin and that was actually a really good experience because I mean I got to work with children. I had training and learned a lot about child development during that time that was a really really interesting to me, mm-hmm. um, but what it definitely also showed me was that I don't want to be a teacher. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it confirmed that because a lot of people had asked me, "Look, what, you like kids? Why don't you be? Why aren't you a teacher?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, it confirmed that I didn't want to be a teacher. <laughs> I love. I do love kids, yeah. but I again respects <laughs> to teachers everywhere because I know that I I couldn't do it. It's a hard job. It is. Mm-hmm. It's a hard job and it's definitely not my calling.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not for everyone. <laughs> it,
1: definitely is. it definitely isn't. Um, but after AmeriCorps, which is like a, a year-long contract, a little over a year contract, okay. I started working as an interpreter. A Spanish mm-hmm. interpreter. Again, it was more of just like finding a job because school loans mm-hmm. and payments and all those things. Bills, yeah. Those bills, yeah. They're exactly. Real. It's it became more about just finding a job than thinking about a career career another big thing I remember applying for jobs um, after college was there was always that line of like one to two years of experience yes (laughs) we (laughs) talked about this okay (laughs) Um, then I should have started working while I was in college Mm -hmm. right like that's Mm -hmm. another thing that I was not old but I mean things that of course like had already passed and I moved on and mm-hmm. I had to just find the jobs um Spanish interpreting was very interesting it actually kind of dipped into different fields industries I suppose It was like medical legal education too because I did some interpreting for them but oh well, that'd be fun <laughs> <laughs> oh it was it was interesting the thing about interpreting was that it you have control over yourself you don't really work with anyone you know it was well at least i worked under an agency so that kind of took me to i would schedule my own um appointments and things Mm. like that it was all under my control but you don't really actually build like any relationship anything that could possibly matter for like another job opportunity later but and is there
0: much growth within
1: that You know, in interpreting, there can be. I mean, because now there is. To be honest, I didn't do much research back then. Mm -hmm. I was just doing the job, Mm -hmm. honestly. But now that I've, you know, now that I've looked into it, it actually, there is, it's a growing, it's a growing industry. Like there, it's actually really well played. But also, um, if you get certified, let's just say you specifically want to focus on interpreting in the medical field, mm-hmm. um, you can be certified as a medical interpreter and it gets your chances to like work like an even like, I don't know, just better hospital specifically and and, and maybe um, under a specific department. Or there's also like mental health interpreting where you work maybe like in a psychiatric hospital or things oh, wow. like that. and. It's, um, it also, like, being certified gives you more opportunities for, like, pay. Mm, That's (laughs) right. Better pay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so it is, it's actually really interesting. I think it's always better if you work under a specific, um, let's just say company. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you know, like I said, medical under a hospital. Okay. Just because you'll at least stay in one place. I was traveling to different areas just wherever the jobs were needed at that time. But um, I mean, if you know a second language and you're just trying to find something, and you—I mean, it, I I do enjoy. I love the fact that I'm bilingual, and I love oh, yes. I love speaking Spanish.
0: So jealous.
1: So, <laughs> so it's it's something that I I I loved because it challenged me to. It's gonna be obviously it's still learning for me because I don't I didn't grow up speaking medical terminology in Spanish. <laughs> you did, or legal terminology in Spanish. Yeah. Well, everyone does. No, I didn't. Obviously, I the Spanish I spoke at home is very different to the Spanish Mm -hmm. that I speak in those industries. And so it's a challenge in that that it kind of, you know, you have to actually study those kinds of things. And I I mean, I definitely found it interesting. But eventually, um, I felt that I needed to be in one place. Okay. and so then i moved on to i dipped into the legal field oh. which is very random <laughs> yes. and i think a lot of people were surprised because mm-hmm. it's so like, like maracor yeah. translating legal yeah well i will say that my very first job was more of like an admin position okay. but it was in a law firm okay <laughs> yeah so i mean but it was kind of i mean what i what I noticed was that, I mean, law firms, like in the education field right mm-hmm. now, um, they're need the jobs are needed. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they actually require a lot of help. And yeah, so imagine. they were hiring. And they hired me instantaneously, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was very excited because, like, I, have no, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> It was a personal injury law firm. I like oh, wow, yeah. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing
0: here. <laughs> we'll figure it out though. Uh, yeah. You're paying me, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: That's all that What's matters. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean it really was. It was really all about just paying the bills. And mm-hmm. like, um, at the end of the day, whatever the job is, I mean you you will find something that you learn from it. Mm -hmm. You're going to take something from it. And if anything, at least it paid your bills. Yes. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Which is what I was always super grateful about. I mean, at least I had a job to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, from there, I kind of just stayed in that legal field because then I was actually able to move on to an immigration law firm Mm -hmm. that I felt like, was a lot more interesting to me yeah. because of the topic and immigration. I learned so much from it. I think the the downfall there was just the environment. And mm-hmm. I mean, I did start working here just as COVID hit as well. Okay. And with law, I mean, in the law field, just because COVID hit, I mean, that didn't stop anything. The yeah. work <laughs> didn't stop. It yeah. actually felt like it tripled at times, you know, and so like... It was an experience that I mean it was it was hard because I know that even though we had that quarantine period of fourteen days mm-hmm. I can't say that we actually always stayed out uh, like I oh mean gosh. my I didn't always work from home. I mean, eventually, even before we were allowed to, like, kind of had felt that pressure that we needed to go
0: back into office really quickly. Yeah, because you were never remote. Like, you never really worked from home. Just for those 14
1: days. Okay. Because we had to. I mean, we did set up a remote system. Mm -hmm. But I think I also... I think this also had a lot to do with who I worked under. Mm. And the boss that I had was very old school. He did not... Like remote, Right?
0: what's technology? <laughs> it, yeah, it's funny, but it's true. Yeah. It's exactly how it so was. So sad and frustrating <laughs> at the same time, though. Because I was like, like get with the
1: times. <laughs> yeah, because he wanted paper documents, and he did not like. He insisted that he did not know how to run our our program that we used oh. on the computer, and and it was it was really just difficult to. I mean, it of course legally they couldn't mm-hmm. be like we need you in office mm-hmm. but it was such a pressure to be on the phone all the time mm-hmm. trying to explain things and trying yeah. to do your work so uh, I, I remember being so so stressed out and i mean it it honestly just felt like the work never really it never slowed down yeah. but yet you know office is closed yeah we worked a lot with um Obviously, government offices, courts, mm-hmm. and everything. Those all closed, but yet somehow things were still coming in. Things were mm-hmm. still going through, even though those things were in pause. A lot yes. of cases were paused. Yeah. There was a lot of good things that I took from mm-hmm. that job because I learned so much about the immigration system, yeah. which for me, I mean, it's close to home. Mm-hmm. I, You know, my mom is an immigrant, and I'm a first-generation mm-hmm. so, Latina, so it just... Yes. Um, It definitely, like, taught me so much, and I worked with, I want to say, at least two really great attorneys that I'm, you know, loved that, you know, who actually took the time to be what I call a leader and someone Mm -hmm. who you know teaches you like if you don't know something they will teach you because they know that if you know that you get to help them a lot better yep Mm -hmm. (laughs) investing time in your employees Mm -hmm. will actually help your business
0: (laughs) oh yeah only all leaders knew that (laughs) (laughs) all bosses knew that little fact
1: (laughs) I think it makes such a huge difference but I I'm Mm -hmm. so grateful for those relationships that I made with them but at the end of the day like I was under this, this one boss who just, I mean, I think I just didn't even know how to handle anymore. Yeah. There's a lot of, you have to swallow so much. And I'm not gonna, I just, I don't want to speak for every law office, but I mean, maybe it is the the alpha mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of personalities that you get at there but I mean I had other attorneys I met other attorneys that didn't have that kind of personality mm-hmm. so I want to I don't want to say that every single one of them is like that maybe for their job yeah but there's people who know how to do that for their job and then n- know how to treat human beings like human beings outside of their
0: mm-hmm. job. <laughs> it's not that hard
1: just saying like mm-hmm. I mean I think that he um while I respect him a lot as an attorney mm-hmm. because I'm I'm not a lot of you you come to me and you tell me if I know an immigration attorney and the best one mm-hmm. I'd recommend him
0: oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> regardless of my experience working yes.
1: under him I would recommend him um he's he's as an attorney he's great at his job yeah but as a boss it was really really hard to work under him mm-hmm. I remember when I applied to that job I I guess I should have mentioned there was a small gap between my personal injury the personal injury law firm and then when I started with the immigration law firm, I worked for like a very short period for another law firm that was, um, they were more like medical okay. cases. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. But I, the position I had was not the one I wanted. Mm. So eventually when I got this one, I, I left and I went to this um, law firm, but
0: Which they were, me were to another topic. Yeah, It's like, don't be afraid to leave a job no matter how they make you feel. Because to your company and your job, you are just a number and an employee, and they will quickly find someone to replace you. Mm -hmm. So if you get a better opportunity, take it.
1: Take it. Sorry.
0: Small plug. Well, (laughs) funny
1: enough, I mean, I actually liked my boss at that one. (laughs) It was just the work. It was Mm -hmm. more of like, I felt like immigration law was just a lot more interesting to me. Yeah. So I was like... And plus the position to me was just a lot more interesting because I'd be doing a lot more of what I wanted to do than, Mm -hmm. than this other one. But funny enough, I did actually like the boss in this one and it wasn't, it was hard to tell him that I was leaving, but I did it because I remember when he first hired me, he's like, look, I know this isn't the, like, I know this is not where you want to be. Yeah. And he's like. He's like, but I appreciate you here. He's like, and if you ever just... I mean, he's like, I will support if you find something that will actually help you grow. And it's like, that's not something you get every day. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's true. And you don't get that from a boss all the time, you know? Most of them want to keep you where you are. Mm -hmm. And it made me really comfortable to quit that job because he gave me that kind of comfortability. But I also felt bad because... You know, you want to give loyalty to someone like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you want
0: <laughs> You're like, no. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> like that song, These House Ain't Loyal. Like, these companies aren't loyal to you. Times have changed. And this could be another topic... But I had this conversation with Nick, uh, my husband, and like our parents because our parents are very old school and the fact that like once you get to a job, you're going to stay there forever, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're going to be loyal to you and you're going to be loyal to them and it's going to pay off in the end. And in some cases, yes, that's true. But in most cases, especially these people working in these big corporations, law firms, people are not loyal So, you know what? It's all (laughs) for one and one for all. Yes. (laughs) it for yourself. Do what's best for you and your family. (laughs) You know, it's all that matters. I mean. (laughs) Do what's right for you. They'll Uh, be okay. They'll be okay. Send them some tips, treats. They'll be fine. Send a I'm sorry card. (laughs) 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 I didn't, but yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I guess.
1: Well, what I was going to say is that also their pay was super fair, you know? And so when I applied to this other job and I was in the interview, um, you know the the recruiter for this law firm told me you know this is what we were offering mm-hmm. um and I know that you mentioned that you were making this much at your other one she mm-hmm. was like, we do want to hire you but I was just like I I want it to be matched yeah like I can't I mean good for you I'm gonna be I'm gonna be working a, I know I knew for a fact that I was gonna be working a lot more for this law firm mm-hmm. and I I took go to that one for less pay with more work like yeah, no that doesn't make sense yeah. yeah absolutely not and i mean like i said i have bills yes <laughs> i have student loans
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so i told her i was like i just i need to be i needed to be at least matched
0: yeah
1: not even higher, but match it. did they and they did she oh, wow. did she was okay. like You know what? She was like, I'm going to match it. She was like, like, it's my call, and so um, I'm going to match it. She was really great. She's probably Mm -hmm. one of the best. Also, a great contact to have. She's an HR recruiter who eventually actually left, but just knowing her, you know, Mm -hmm. she knows so many industries, so many fields as an HR Mm -hmm. um, recruiter, and so she was really, really awesome. Really great (laughs) person to, like... (laughs) To know especially during that time mm-hmm. but um she matched it but what later really sucked was that I remember I was getting my yearly review mm-hmm. and I knew for a fact that yes there had been layoffs because of COVID mm-hmm. I was very scared during that time because I was like I was, I'm new mm-hmm. <laughs> and crap yeah. <I> like <laughs> I'm gonna be the first to go but I didn't yeah. thankfully I mean <laughs> I was still I stayed on and I mean I don't I knew that the firm even though it had a bit of a rough patch was still brought in fairly well like it was Mm -hmm. still really good and I knew that people had been had promotions and had salary increases and things like that Mm -hmm. because the owner Mm -hmm. of the law firm had mentioned it in this like letter he sent out over the holidays and was like we did really well, so we know that a lot of people are going to get, like, or everyone's going to get an extra, like, so, so, oh, like, like
0: a raise, a, a bonus, oh, things nice. like that, yeah.
1: and my yearly review came in, and you know, you know, I was told, like, you know, what I was, like, I, I, I wouldn't even call it a review, because I, I didn't even receive much of, like, criticism, mm-hmm. like, oh, let's, let's improve in this, or let's do this. Zero feedback. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, <laughs> but what I was told was that I was my salary was not going to increase what? and it was the reasoning for that it's not even because like oh we just think you really need to improve in this yeah. so you, you know do this more the reasoning was because when I was hired I <sighs> negotiated a higher pay than what they were offering and because of that they didn't want to they weren't going to pay me more wow and that we would review next year. <laughs> that was their reasoning. I had no idea. I was like, tell me that, like, maybe I need to improve on my I don't know, something mm-hmm. to say like, maybe not right now or whatever, mm-hmm. but but to tell me that because I negotiated Because you have great negotiating making, skills.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I mean I wouldn't say that, but it worked. <laughs> I tried. It worked. I tried. Um but yeah, I, I, I think that it was just
0: super Super. Mm. i'm sorry a cheap excuse yes
1: and those and are nicer then, words than what i would after used. that i can say that i was like i don't give a
0: fuck mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. this yes because like, what these hoes ain't loyal <laughs> proof in the pudding right there
1: <laughs> i mean yes i i became very well aware that if i were to quit they would just hire some. I mean, immediately. Maybe he was trying to be honest, but I was like, you could have just made it up. Mm-hmm. Also, but mm-hmm. to tell me that because I negotiate, I don't know.
0: I don't know. What was they can't give you anything. Like it's a law firm. Like obviously, they're doing but, well. Like he said, they could have given you a small bonus. They could have even given you, like, a gift card to go to dinner somewhere, you know? $100. I don't even care about a gift
1: di- card. I'm sorry, but no, gift card, that's, that's very sweet. Yeah, I mean, I guess that shows appreciation. That's great. But for me, it was like, I got bills to pay. <laughs> yeah, That was always the thought back in of my yes. head. I was like, I got bills to pay.
0: Yeah.
1: They um, couldn't afford. They could afford it something. Well, I mean, clearly, it was clear that... There was enough for people to get raises, but it was his choice. I mean, at the end of the day, it was the partner who I worked for mm. to choose that and how mm. it was distributed. Mm. And so, um, you know, I think after that, it was like, no, okay. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still was there for another almost more than half a year after oh, wow. of like that review. Mm-hmm. And it was I mean, I just. But I'm after that, it was like I became I began to feel burned out. I the obviously the pandemic was still have like it was still kind of it, it, the work became my life as well, because I was working long hours all the time. And I felt this pressure to still work on weekends just to keep up because of what was coming on Monday. And there was so many times where, you know, I would come in on Monday and that, um, he would always make a comment about, like, I was here all weekend working, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, you don't you don't even want to pay overtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: what do you want me to do? Yeah. What about vacations? Like, were you able to, like, take vacation um, days I left and- that job with almost
1: 100 hours of PTO unused mm. that had no cash value. So Gosh. that all went away. So and to say that I felt like I could just take um, PTO whenever I wanted, I mean... Mm. It would give me anxiety to take time off because I knew of the workload that was ha- going to be waiting for me when I got back. So the whole entire time, it would be really hard to even enjoy a vacation mm-hmm. uh, or disconnect without thinking, oh, my gosh, like all of the and I, I can I, I can't express how much I fought to not have my work email on my phone. But that was very much encouraged. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Like I don't wanna worry about it. <laughs> right. I don't wanna I don't wanna look at it. No, you no, know, no. You, you do not disconnect. Look. Yeah. No. And but I mean I mean I knew attorneys who attorneys get a lot of bad rap because of how they are, but I, I, I can't this job definitely made me have a bit of compassion, at least for like immigration attorneys, because that's who I worked for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is not, not not to say I don't have compassion for other ones, yeah. but I mean just the workload that they have to, like, they really never turn off, right? Mm, like, yeah. it's very hard to turn off. Um, but, you know, and, and the legal staff as well. I mm. mean, even more sometimes, where you feel like you need to, whatever attorney you work for, they kind of want that dedication to if they're going to be there on the weekend, then you got to be there on the weekend. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's horrible. And so, yeah, I mean, PTO, I remember the most I requested off was for a week. It was during my birthday week. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to, yeah, take the whole time off. I wanted to go somewhere fun. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of, like, pressured to rescinding two of those. I ended up just taking three days off. (gasps) Because they were like, we need all hands on deck this week, blah, 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 blah. And... You know.
0: Yes. <laughs> that imagine. kind of pressure mm-hmm. that makes
1: you feel like, oh, you're gonna be like a bad employee if you don't take this time or That's so toxic. Things like that. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah, I ended up just taking the three days, but I mean even sometimes just taking half day because I had a, a, a an appointment with the doctor mm-hmm. or things like that, it would cause so much anxiety to think about how much work was gonna be waiting for you after. Yeah. So it was really hard even when you did take the time and and they it, it's encouraged. I mean, I, the constant topic that was always talked about within like staff and everything was like we got to take these days, we got to like take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But it was hard to yeah. because I mean, they'll they'll say that, but do they really mean it? <laughs> do do they really mean it? Mm-hmm. And do they realize that it's so when you know, it's so much work that like you, you have so much anxiety that you're never going to catch up, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it really took a toll, I won't say. It took a toll on my physical health, too. Yes. Um, just the stress. But mentally, for sure.
0: <laughs> yes, mentally, physically. It felt like it was my
1: whole life. And then I was also struggling to try to balance my personal life and... and Just even find a balance, right? Mm -hmm. Just like, okay, this is work. Mm -hmm. But then I was also at that same time starting to think, okay, I was like, I'm obviously not going to stay here. Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't forever. This wasn't supposed to be my forever job. Yeah. This is supposed to be just because I need to pay bills. Uh And now I need to find what I need to, what I want to do. What actually makes me, like, happy and what, like, what I will be gladly work overtime hours for. Mm -hmm. Not that you should. Mm -hmm. But if I had to, I would want to do it it for something that I really Mm -hmm. love. And um, so, but it was always hard to balance that too. And I, you know, I I thought a lot about people who have these really hard work hours, who have families Mm. and somehow still find a way to like get their master's or go to, you know, whatever, continue their education in some way. I don't know how they do it. And I, yeah, I, I really wish I knew someone directly so that I can ask them how do you do it mm-hmm. because I remember finding myself so just unorganized with my life everything was becoming a mess mm-hmm. and I mean I yeah I, it was to a breaking point I finally was just like I can't I can't be here I don't know if it's just this law firm I don't know if it's just because I'm in this team mm-hmm. or this place But I can't work here anymore, and think that I'm gonna be able to move ahead because there, there isn't, there wasn't any growth, not really, Mm -hmm. not for me there, not unless I was gonna be like a paralegal or Mm
0: -hmm. an attorney. But that would keep you in that toxic environment, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: definitely knew I didn't want to be an attorney, Mm -hmm. so I, um, yeah, I was, I I reached a breaking point, I think, and I said, I, I gotta get out of here, and. Mm And that's where I'm, I'm am like, I now I'm kind of resetting the, okay, what do I, what's like, what sparks me? Where do I go? Because Mm -hmm. I, I think that that, that's where it, it scares me for sure. Mm -hmm. But I know that it also is an opportunity and opportunity to find something that I actually love to do. And, Mm -hmm. um. I'm very, like, grateful because I know that a lot, a lot of people have this advantage that mm-hmm. I do to have quit my job. Mm-hmm. And to have people support me, you know, support that at least while I figure it out. And that makes a difference because I know so many people who feel stuck. Mm-hmm. They feel stuck in the job that they're at because they have to. They have mouths to feed. I don't yes. have a family's mouths to feed. Like, yeah. I don't have that. And there's so many family members who do. You know, like, mm-hmm. so many people who feel like they can't just quit because they have a sucky boss yes and there's so many
0: teachers that are in that position Yeah, Yeah. they're just suffering through it and later on
1: in their year like maybe they've done that for like 20 plus years already and they literally feel like they can't just do a career change yes
0: I had a conversation with one of my teachers um, at my school who is a little bit older which I had no idea her age but Mm -hmm. she was on the older side and she was like Sierra I can't just switch jobs I don't know how to do anything else I've been teaching my entire life, and that's all I know. Like, what am I gonna do if I were to leave? And I was like, there are careers. It's just trying to like fix your resume up, and you know, practice your interviews, and find someone that will give you a chance.
1: It's yeah. It's it's not. A, it's a risk. Mm-hmm. A big risk. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have done it if I hadn't felt. Like I was supported, mm-hmm. obviously, yeah, if I had felt that you know I mean, obviously, if I knew that there was things more important than mm-hmm. me finding what i a career and like what I something I love, mm-hmm. then I obviously would have just stayed until until I couldn't, but it it was messing with so much of my life and and I, I was like i i can't I can't stand for this <laughs> right <laughs> i I think that we, I mean, one of the things that makes me so so angry though is like these people who are in these positions, these mm-hmm. these leading high positions mm-hmm. with these titles and accolades, and that's all great. But and 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 it is good that you're great at your job. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, of course we want we want good attorneys. Yeah, we want good. We need one. Yeah, we need good attorneys. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I just you started somewhere, mm-hmm. and you. I just can't tolerate the mistreatment yeah. of people who work for you, mm-hmm. because like I said, I if I hadn't had that experience with him, I yeah. would have so much respect for him. Who he is as a person, his yeah. like I got to know his whole story.
0: Yeah,
1: and. And I'm like, wow, like, you, it is. You've been through some amazing things, but why do you treat your employees this way? Mm-hmm. What makes you think that that's okay? Oh. Or what, you know, and I, that's just part of it. But, like, also, I mean, I don't know. I, it doesn't fear me. It boils in my blood to really think about it because mm-hmm. you think that it it would make them a little more, like, human
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and treat people like humans, yeah. you know? like. Yeah. Empathy and respect, understanding. It's definitely, yeah. Where is all that?
1: Where is it? I mean, yeah, and, and we know that. I mean, stress, frustrations, anger, it makes people react in terrible ways. Yeah, that's an excuse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's- <laughs> it's an excuse. I'm sorry. We were told that um, as an educator, we've been dealing with a lot of like parent issues and like parents snapping at us and being very rude and condescending. Like, I got so many emails from parents. Being like, you just have it out for my family and my daughter. And, you know, if you don't get it together, I'm going to um, to send this to the superintendent and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, seriously? Why are you acting this way? Like, I didn't do anything to you. Like, I'm here trying to take care of your daughter for eight hours out the day and trying to educate her and help her and love on her. And, and I, not just
1: her, but also 20 other yes, um, kids. Yes. She Making sure you give ice. them... The equal amount of time and effort. it. Yeah,
0: like, that's hard. And it doesn't matter. They can be stressed. I'm stressed too, but I'm not taking it out on your children. Just like you shouldn't be taking it out on me. True. Everyone yeah. has a heart, right? <laughs> we all we're all beaten. We're alive. We Hold the so. ones. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're the Grinch. No, I'm just kidding. Um, can, man. Yeah, you know. There's no excuse to be con- not to be kind. Hopefully, that came out right. There's no excuse not to treat someone with respect and kindness. No matter how shitty your day is, how stressed you are, if you need to walk outside and take a deep breath, woo, saw it out, go eat some chocolate, I don't know, do some yoga poses, go for a run, I don't know what fuels someone, Mm. and then come back and apologize for how you acted and let's say, let's start over. No, no, it's not that hard. (laughs) I teach five-year-olds how to do this. I've been teaching five-year-olds empathy. It's like, we need a class for adults. Like, how can you treat people with respect and empathy? Mm. Drop your shit out the door when you walk into work is what I always told, like, my assistants and people. You know, we all are going through things, especially nowadays with COVID and, you know. And
1: we spend the majority of our time at work. Mm -hmm. So that's where we most need it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like, every day is the majority of our hours. The majority of our life
0: is going Mm -hmm. first to school and then to work.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So, I mean... And then in your situation, like, your job was to help and support him. And obviously you're doing a good job. Or, I mean, he didn't say anything, but obviously you're doing a good job. So, like, wouldn't you be, like, gracious (laughs) to you because you're helping and supporting him to meet his goals and needs, you know? I just... I mean,
1: see, like I said, I met some really I don't even want to make it about the career because I know that this is an issue in all industries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not just one area. Mm-hmm. I've I met plenty of attorneys who didn't treat me like that or, mm-hmm. or you any of their employees, right? Like they it was it was completely different. Mm-hmm. And and so I think that, you know, it's it yeah, you're like you said, there really is no excuse. Mm-hmm. You you can choose to be better, mm-hmm. um, and like you said, recognize and like I mean, something that even me now, I I'm trying to recognize when mm-hmm. I make those kinds of mistakes mm-hmm. too because I mean I say yeah, anger, frustration they get the better of you and mm-hmm. some bring out some ugly sides of you.
0: They
1: do, mm-hmm. and I I'm not immune to that. I've mm-hmm. had those kinds of moments, but it is about being like, no, oh, that's not me. Like. Mm-hmm. I should treat that one... Like, let's start over. Let's yes. Let me apologize for that. Yeah. That's not who I am. It's not who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Let's start over. Yeah. So it really is not something that someone can't learn. Right.
0: I'm literally thinking of, like, a lesson I taught my kids in social emotional learning about this because... Um, I remember uh, at my old school, I had like a really shitty morning. Like it just was not a good morning had like a bad parent, like interaction. And I felt like I was really short with my team. And I was like thinking in my head because we teach kids at five year olds to reflect on your day and your interactions with others. And I was like, oh, crap, I was a little short with them. So I went to my team and was like, hey, I apologize this morning for being short. Like, it wasn't you guys. I wasn't mad at you. I was like, I had a rough day. I sincerely apologize. Please check me next time if I do this, like, because that's not how you should be treated. And they're like, oh, we didn't realize you were short at all. And I was like, oh, okay, well, never mind. But it's like, those are things we teach five-year-olds and we should bring into our own lives and hopefully share tools like these with other people that may need them.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah exactly reflect self-awareness mm. is huge but it's also a whole other job too because oh yes. like it's a lot of work to mm-hmm. reflect on yourself and what you're doing wrong not, not so much about like pointing fingers like yes. you did this too yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, like <laughs> the stuff is like okay like but what did you know what did i do? are you or you know it's 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 a job honestly it's work mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work And one of the, I remember I I had joined because I've obviously been venturing out to different fields trying to think, okay, like, where do I, where would I be, like, a good fit for? Mm -hmm. I had joined this, like, webinar kind of thing for a a company. But the person who was, she just seemed super cool. and, And, like, she said something that stuck out to me because she was like, when I recruit You know, Mm -hmm. I think like, okay, yes, I see this resume. These are the skills. And even if someone doesn't have a skill, I'm like, well, we could, this could be taught. You know, one of the Mm -hmm. biggest things about it is like knowing that like if you're going to bring someone in new, even if they have some experience in it or whatever, you're always, you're you're in a different company. So you're going to learn new things Mm -hmm. and how we work and all this stuff. So you're going to teach those things. But one thing I always say is like, you know, you don't, you, I can't teach someone to care. Or, I can't teach someone kindness. Mm -hmm. That has to come from them. But it's one of the most important things that I look for because I'm like, that is part, that is a skill to be an empath, you know, to Mm -hmm. be someone who can can you that that is something to say <laughs> like yes. it's something to be proud of and i think a lot of interested are like why would we care about that just do the work right yeah like, just get it done <laughs> you don't need any feelings in here <laughs> no feelings <laughs> no emotions yes um i mean it, unfortunately there are a lot of places like that yeah and um but so, i love that she said that because i'm mm-hmm. um, it's true you can't teach people to care no you really can't i mean we can be like, we can ask them to, but mm. will they do it?
0: No, no. maybe not. Not know. unless
1: they really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something to always think about if you are considering like leaving your job for something because maybe you work under really crappy conditions or something. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so important to be true to yourself and authentic, mm-hmm. and say like I. Can't stand for this
0: like I'm not I don't deserve this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you deserve more we kind of got off on a little bit of a tangent but overall if you get anything from this podcast I feel like it's okay to start over in your career no matter how old you are no matter what season in your life you may be in as long as you have a good support system like our family our spouses our friends, that friend that brings you a bottle of wine over because she know you had a rough day and none of your resumes once you were you, like, accepted. let like, to hear you. let you <laughs> vent. <laughs> yes, the weather, <laughs> yes, the venting <laughs> sessions are real. Um, but yeah, it's okay because you know, honestly, there's never a perfect time to start over in a career. It's true. Never. No. Yeah. Like ideally. You graduate college, and you just happen to land in your perfect career, and it's at a place where you can just grow and develop, and then, you know, 30 years from now, you're VP of that corporation. Mm, that doesn't really happen for everyone, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> but really great if it did. Yeah, for you. Yes, if you're one of those people, kudos snaps. Snaps to you, because I'm, I'm, you know, I have to say I'm jealous, but no, I'm not. But that's really nice, you know? You had it planned up until some point, and then all of a
1: sudden it was a change. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. sometimes you have a plan, and sometimes it changes. Yeah. Um, But that's, like you said, it's
0: totally okay. Yeah, it is fine. (laughs) It'll be okay. It'll all work out in the end, even when you're in it and it doesn't seem like it's going to work out. It will, eventually. Maybe not right now. Maybe not in a week. Maybe not in a month. Maybe not in six months. But it will work out. It will. with a good
1: support system
0: yes that is so important (laughs) find that career that makes you happy don't settle for a job if you have the means do not settle for a job just because it's or
1: even if you have to for now like stay at a job that even you know you're not exactly happy with Mm -hmm. don't stop looking Mm -hmm. don't find yourself like yeah Mm -hmm. just Find things that you love.
0: Yeah. It's not always...
1: I mean, you never know how things will work out. Yeah.
0: I think that was, like, one of the best advice my dad has given me regarding careers. He was like, yeah, I always go on interviews. And I was like, why are you going on interviews? You have a job that you love. And he was like, well, one, it gives me practice. So I'm never out of practice for when I do need to find a job and go on an interview. And he's like, two, he's like, it's always nice to see what's out there for me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, cause I can go apply or apply for a job and go through an interview and they're offering me $30,000 more than what I'm currently paying. Yes. If I like my job, I'm uh-huh. going to bring it up to my boss and be like, Hey, so this company's offering me $30,000 more. Yeah. Like, can you meet me halfway or something? And he says most of the time they do because like you did, Brisa, you just said no, I'd like more because I know my worth, and most of the time they'll respect just that and it. honor it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just, like, just match, just that's all I want is match. That's <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was like one of the best advice he gave me. That's it was just great advice, and always I've, got interviews. I've heard
1: that before. It's like it's mm-hmm. actually because you never know what's out there. Even if you're comfortable in one place, like you never know. You mm-hmm. could be. You could be making more somewhere else, yes. it's been in another
0: company or yes. something. it's so wild. That's great advice, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, that's kind of our show. Tune in next Monday for a more lighthearted topic. <laughs> uh, our goal is to kind of switch it up every other week with a more serious conversation and then more of a, a fun topic because you always need a little fun sprinkled into your life, you know. Uh, so next week will be help which. Texas City reigns supreme. Who do you have, Brisa? Oh, I'll say that next time. Tune in Monday to find out. (laughs) But don't forget, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Music. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at HelpWe're30. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. (laughs)